Well, today the message is entitled, uh, Dream Reborn. We're going to be talking about dreams and visions for your future. A dream or vision for your future is something that gives you hope. A dream for the future helps you plan. It helps you to focus on what God wants you to do in the future. God wants you to have a dream for the future. If you don't have a dream for the future today, I'd encourage you to seek God for one. If you don't have a dream for the future, life can be very depressing. If you don't have a dream for the future, it's hard to have hope for your future. And if you don't have a dream for the future, you're not going to accomplish what God has for you because God has a dream for you. Now, some people have a dream for the future, but it's not from God. First verse we want to look at today is from Proverbs 28, 19. And in the middle of your bulletin, there's a white page. You might want to pull that out if you haven't already. It has the verses and the outline written out there for you. Proverbs 28, 19 says, He who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. And so what is a fantasy? A fantasy is simply a dream of your own making. People have all kinds of dreams, all kinds of fantasies that they, they go for in life. But this verse tells us that those who chase fantasies are going to end up in ruin. But God has a dream for your life and it's not a fantasy. And he wants to help you to fulfill it. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, and we are living in the last days. The last day stretches from when Jesus rose from the dead till he returns again. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And so as you follow God, you will be a candidate for God to give you his dream for your life. But every dream from God, every time he gives us a dream, that dream is going to be tested. That dream is going to be tried. God wants to see if you have the faith to see it to completion. Because just because... God has given you a dream doesn't mean that dream is going to be accomplished. There's many people that have a dream from God, but they never achieve that dream. Oftentimes your dreams from God will be tested to the point you think it's impossible for that dream to be fulfilled. It's impossible for that dream to come into being. The dream seems all but dead. You might be tempted to give up on your God-given dream. And who wants you to give up on your God-given dream? The enemy. But Satan, he's, he's the one who discourages us. Oh, that'll never happen. You're never going to be able to fulfill that dream. But don't give up. Because God can bring that dream that seems dead back to life. And he can help you to bring it to fulfillment. That dream can be reborn. Now today we're going to be looking at how these principles are played out in the life of a man called Abraham. The Bible calls him the father of our faith. Abraham had a dream. He had a promise from God. God had promised to Abraham that he would have a son. And through his son, a great nation would arise and the whole earth would be blessed. For many years, Abraham and Sarah were childless. It seemed like this dream would never happen. But one day, their son Isaac was born, the son of promise. But God's testing of Abraham's faith was not yet completed. God was going to test Abraham in one of the most 
severe test that any human being could ever face. It talks about it in Hebrews 11, verse 17 and 8. It says, By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. And so Isaac's dream for the future, I mean Abraham's dream for the future was wrapped up in this one and only son. It was wrapped up in this boy. It was wrapped up in Isaac. And now God was asking Abraham to sacrifice him. Powerful story. Today we're going to look at this story found in Genesis chapter 22 and see how it applies to our lives and to our dreams. God has a dream for your life. Just as God had a dream for Abraham's life, so he has a dream for each of our lives. Now, God rarely lays out all the details of his dream for our lives. But he gives us the outline. He gives us enough detail for us to take the next step. Sometimes God gives people very detailed dreams, but not always. God's dream for your life might be very different. probably is very different from any dream you might have for your life. But God's dream is the very best dream that you could possibly have. And as we align our lives with God's dream, Wonderful things can happen. Now, how do you discover God's dream for your life? Well, it's a matter of prayer. It's a matter of seeking God. And it's a topic of a whole other message. And so we're going to assume this morning that you have a dream from God. And how do you work with that dream? Because if you have a dream from God, your dream is going to be tested. Just as Abraham's dream was tested. Verse 1 of Genesis 22 says, Some time later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. And so that was one incredibly difficult test, was it not? And first of all, what God-fearing person would think that God would instruct them to kill another person. It seemed wrong. Secondly, what father would sacrifice their own son? And thirdly, this was not just any son. It was not one son of many. It was the son of promise. It was the son they'd been waiting for for their whole lives. And here he was, and now God was asking for this sacrifice. And what was this test all about? God was testing Abraham to see how strong his faith in God was. He was testing Abraham to see if his love for God was greater than his love for his son. He was testing Abraham to see if he truly feared God. And so just as Abraham's dream was tested, so <clears throat> your dream is going to be tested. Well, it'll be tested in a different way. It won't be tested the same way, but... Each dream that God gives is tested at one time or another. And when it's tested, you have a choice to make. Are you going to keep on obeying God? Are you going to keep on following God in this test or not? Abraham had a choice to make. Was he going to obey God or not? He could have chosen not to obey God. Was he going to believe that obeying God was the right thing to do or not? What would his wife Sarah think? Would she think he'd gone crazy? Undoubtedly, she would. What would the other Israelites think? What would they do to him for killing his only son? 
What was there to live for if his son was gone? What about the promise that God had given to him? The test of a God-given dream is often a very difficult test. But I believe every God-given dream is going to be tested from God in one way or another. And this morning, think about yourself. Do you have a God-given dream for your life? If not, seek God for one. And if you have a dream that you believe is for your life, make sure it's from God because many people are pursuing dreams for their lives that are not from God. And those kind of dreams, even if you reach those dreams, end in ruin because God is not in it. Perhaps you have a dream from God and you know it's from God, but it's being tested. You haven't reached the fulfillment of that dream. The way you thought it was going to work out isn't coming to pass. Or perhaps it's taking much longer than you thought. Or perhaps it doesn't appear that your dream is going to happen at all. Whatever the case. Even though your dream seems to be dying or already dead. If you keep on obeying God. If you keep on believing that dream can be reborn. Sometimes we get a little mixed up about our dreams and their timing. We always seem to want everything yesterday, don't we? And yet oftentimes, dreams from God take longer to fulfill than we would like. But God will help us in that. And remember, even though your dream may be tested, even though your dream may be tried, no other person can keep you from fulfilling your God-given dream. It's important to remember, so don't get upset with others. Don't get mad at other people. Just keep on trusting God, because if that dream is from God, it's going to be fulfilled. It depends on you and God. And so choose to obey. When our dreams are tested, we have a choice to make as Abraham did, to obey or disobey. And obedience is always the right choice. It's what Abraham did, and that's why we're reading about him today. If Abraham had not obeyed God, we wouldn't be reading about him. Our story goes on in verse 3. It says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And so Abraham chose to obey. He made the preparations for this journey to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. And he began to move ahead in that path of obedience. The ultimate test was still ahead, but he set out to obey God. And when we choose to obey God, we need to believe that you're going to pass the test. God doesn't test your faith in order that you fail the test. God tests your dreams so that you will pass the test. God wants you to pass the test. God is going to give you every resource that you need to pass the test. And as we look carefully at this story, we see the clues of Abraham's faith. Verse 5, Abraham said to his servant, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. And so Abraham told his servants that he and Isaac were going to leave them and go ahead onto the mountain to worship God. And then look at that last phrase. He says, we will come back to you. Notice the plural. We will come back to you. Abraham believed that somehow he and Isaac would come back together. Now, what could Abraham be thinking? If he sacrificed his son, how could they come back together? Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a clue. It says in verse 19 that 
Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. He was thinking that even if he sacrificed Isaac, even if he obeyed God, the God of the impossible, could raise Isaac back to life. For nothing is impossible with God. That's some kind of faith, isn't it? So Abraham believed that he was going to pass this test. We also must believe that God will provide. In verse 8, as Isaac asked him, where is the sacrifice? Abraham answered, he said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When your dream is being tested, it's, it's a lonely time. And I imagine as Abraham took the two days to travel to Mount Moriah with his son, it was a very lonely and difficult journey. And yet he spoke in faith to his son that he believed that God would provide the lamb. God would provide the sacrifice. We need to obey even though our dream seems over. In verse 9, it says, When they reached the place, God had told him about Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. It's hard to imagine the thoughts that must have been going through Abraham's mind at that time. It must have seemed like the end of a dream. It must have seemed like his life was over. It must have seemed like the death of God's promise. And yet, Abraham chose to obey God. He was certain that God had spoken to him. And he knew that somehow God would work things out. That is faith. And so what's your dream from God for your life? God gives dreams in many different areas of our lives. God gives us dreams for our families and for our children. God gives us dreams for our walk with Him and our spiritual progress with Him. God gives us dreams for our ministries, for our jobs. God gives us dreams for us to lead other people to Him, to impact others for Jesus Christ. Those are all dreams from God. Some may be wrapped up in one dream or they may be separate dreams. But which dream from God is being tested in your life? Whatever the test is, make a choice like Abraham to continue to obey God, to continue to believe God, to continue to believe that somehow you're going to pass the test, that somehow the dream will come to fulfillment and that God will provide. Obedience is always the best choice. If we shrink back in fear, which Abraham could have done, then he wouldn't have seen his dream fulfilled. We choose to obey and we must believe that God is in control. When you're following a God-given dream, if God gives you a dream, and I believe He gives dreams to every believer, you're not on your own. God is in control. Although Abraham seemed to be all alone as he journeyed up Mount Moriah, God was there. God was with him. And nothing was out of God's control. When God is in control, God will intervene. In verse 11, as Abraham chose, made the decision to slay his son. It says, but. In verse 11, that's an important word, isn't it? But. 
Everything seemed to be going the wrong way. Everything seemed to be over for Abraham and Isaac, but, but God. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And so at the last split second when God knew that Abraham had made the decision to obey and to offer the sacrifice, the angel of the Lord called out and he stopped Abraham. God intervened. Abraham, Abraham had passed the test. He feared God. He offered up to him everything he had, his most precious possession, his one and only son, the son of promise. Not only did God intervene, but God provided. In verse 13, Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. And so Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. What had Abraham told his son Isaac? He said, God will provide a lamb. God will provide the sacrifice. And God did. When there seemed no way out of the death of his son, God gave a substitute. God provided the sacrifice and Isaac was spared. Abraham's dream was reborn. In a way, figuratively, Isaac was raised from the dead. In Abraham's mind, Isaac was gone. But God brought him back. Without God's provision, no dream from him will be fulfilled. We need God's provision. We need God's help. You can't make God's dream for your life come to pass with your own effort. You can't make God's dream for your life come to pass in your own strength. We need God's provision. And when you obey, when you believe, your dream will be reborn and God will bless. It says in verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And through you, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And so in faith, Abraham had believed. Abraham had obeyed. And the result was a great blessing for Abraham. It was a great blessing for his family, a blessing that would be passed down to Isaac and Isaac's children until all nations on earth would be blessed. And so when our dreams are reborn, when our dreams are fulfilled, it brings great blessing from God into our lives. And that blessing is for a reason. We will be a blessing to many others. You see, God's dreams for you are not just about you. Oftentimes, the dreams that we might pursue on our own are all about us. But God's dreams for us are not just about us. See, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. But it's so that, so that we can be a blessing to other people. God is in control. He intervenes, he provides, and he blesses. 
Now today we've been looking at this story through the eyes of Abraham. And I'd like us to think just for a minute here about this story from another perspective. The perspective of, of Isaac. What was going through Isaac's mind as his father bound him? As his father laid him on top of that altar? His life seemed to be over. His life was turned upside down. He didn't understand what was going on. His dreams for his life seemed dead. Everything he believed had been turned topsy-turvy, and yet God had a plan. There was a substitute. There was this lamb caught in the thicket that could take, could, that could take Isaac's place and be sacrificed in his stead. We can all identify with Isaac in this story as well. Each of us has had the sentence of death put on our lives because of our sin. God requires us to be sacrificed because of our sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And we've all sinned. And we deserve to die. Our lives and our eternal destinies have no hope. And yet God provided a substitute sacrifice. The Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. He took our place on that altar. He died that we might live. He died that our dreams might be reborn, that our dreams might be fulfilled. Jesus took our place. He paid the price for our sins. And so our lives can have meaning. Our lives can have purpose. Because of what Jesus did. The Lamb of God. And so this morning. If you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ. The one who died in your place. You can do it today. And when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. He wants to put his dream in your heart. He doesn't want you to go on living life for yourself. He wants you to live life for him. He wants you to live life according to his plan. He wants you to live life according to his dream. And many here this morning are believers. And Jesus Christ has paid the price for your sin. And yet your God-given dream may be unclear. Or perhaps it's being tested. You know what your dream is. But boy, you're discouraged about it ever coming to pass. And God wants to encourage you this morning to believe that God is with you. God wants you to pass the test. God wants your dream to be fulfilled, so don't give up. Keep on pressing in. Whatever God is asking you to do, whatever God is asking you to do, just choose to obey. You may not be able to figure it all out, but God knows best. God is in control. You're not on your own. God will intervene in your situation. He will provide for you. He'll bless you as you follow. His dream for your life. So don't give up. Let God rebirth your dream and bring it to fulfillment. This morning, if you're not sure you're a believer, I'd like to encourage you to pray with me. I'd like to ask you all to bow your heads right now. We're going to pray. If you're not sure you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, a would strongly encourage you to pray this prayer. Or perhaps you've drifted away from God and you know that you've been following your own dream. Perhaps you've been following 
what you wanted to do and not God's plan for your life. I'd encourage you to recommit your life to Him this morning. To commit your life to Jesus Christ involves admitting that you've done wrong, that you've sinned, that you've gone your own way. It means believing that Jesus, the Lamb of God, took your place on that cross, sacrificed Himself, that your sins might be forgiven. It means to commit your life to Him. Commit your life to His dream for your life. For all your days. So let's pray right now. Father, today I admit that I've done wrong things. I admit that I've sinned. I admit that I've gone my own way. And followed my own plans for my life. Please forgive me. How I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth lived a perfect life, died on that cross, that my sins might be forgiven. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I commit myself to following you and your word and your dream for my life. In Jesus' name. And for those of us today who are believers, let's pray and ask God to, to strengthen us, to encourage us in what he's calling us to do. Father, we thank you that Jesus, the Lamb of God, died for us. He was our sacrifice. We thank you, God, that Jesus has a dream for our lives, a dream for us to serve Him. Forgive us, Lord, for trying to live out our own dreams and not yours. Forgive us for even trying to fulfill your dream for us in our own strength and not believing you. God, for those here this morning who are not sure about your dream or plan for their lives. Make it clear. I speak clearly to them. Encourage everyone here whose dream is being tested. Everyone here who is losing hope in the dream that you've spoken them about. Let them know that you are there to help them to pass the test. That every dream that you've given to every person here, if they follow you, if they believe in you, will be fulfilled. Help each person here to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are in control, that they're not going through life alone, that you will intervene in their behalf, that you will provide for the fulfillment of that dream. God, we thank you for blessing us so that we can be a blessing to others. We pray that you continue to bless this church so that it can be a greater blessing to many more people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.